Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Today is Saturday. It's the 1st of April, 2017. Let's go ahead and get our contact info out of the way. Uh, If you'd like to contact me, I do have the voicemail, which is 206-745-2731. I also have the email address, and if you'd prefer to record your own audio or write an email, send that to me. I'll read it out for you on the show. And the email address for that is firearmscafe at gmail.com, all one word firearmscafe at gmail.com. Over at the website, which is firearmscafe.com, I have buttons for Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. I also have a donation button through PayPal. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, I'd appreciate it. And speaking of that, I actually did get a donation. And I wanted to say thank you to the person that sent that out. I don't know if they want their name or any of their information out there, so I won't do that. But uh, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, every, every bit helps. So I'm always a little uh, taken aback, I guess, uh, when when I get a donation uh, every once in a while. So anyway, it's been about three weeks, I guess, since I've been able to get in front of the microphone. We've had a lot of family stuff that's happened. We've uh, we were out of town for about a week. Um, prior to that, we were dealing a lot with my father-in-law's dementia. He has since uh, passed away. From some of the, from some of the complications of that, uh, and I will. Some of you guys may remember that I uh, had talked about that I may do sort of like a, a dementia, more centric show, maybe over at the Armed Ape, and I still have plans on doing that, and I'll go into some a little bit more of the details of that. And again, I, it's not for sympathy or anything, but it's just that there may be some other people that are going through that and it may help them to uh, know that they're not going through it alone type deal. So anyway, I I may or may not um, uh, upload that Armed Ape episode in in this feed. I don't know if I will or if I won't. Uh, There are some people who listen to the Armed Ape that don't listen to Firearms Cafe and vice versa. So I don't know if I'll I'll put it on both feeds. I probably will, but but, uh, anyway... If, if if that's something that you don't that doesn't really interest you, if it does come up in, in in the next couple of episodes or something like that, you can always just skip right over it. So on the uh, let's go ahead and get back to the regular show. On the last episodes, I was talking about uh, the red dots, and you know, as as a, uh, is that something that was going to be for me, and would I be able to actually find a place and and do that and and uh, I talked about that addiction. I did find a shooting range that had that stuff, and I will. Uh, I, I I did do some audio when I went out, and then some right after I got done uh, with with the shooting and stuff. And so I will. I will. Uh, sorry about that. I will upload uh, that stuff. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and drop that stuff in now. Hey guys, I am in the parking lot of Ted's Shooting Range in Queen Creek, Arizona. 
Ted's was one of the only ranges that was relatively close to me that I found that actually had a pistol with a red dot. Now, it's not a Trigicon, and it's not on a Glock or a VP9. It is on a Springfield, and it's a Vortex. However, for what I'm wanting to do today, which is to basically see if maybe just the concept of it, I guess, is going to work for me, see if when I present the pistol, if I have trouble picking up the dot, that type of thing. As far as shooting, I'll get one of the targets that has multiple things that you can shoot at, so it'll have a square or a diamond or a rectangle or you know circle, whatever, in different colors, so that I can sort of go down the line on that one target and see how I do. I'll also shoot most of the stuff probably up a little bit closer, but I'll also take a few shots that will be at the far, far uh, distance of the range, which for the pistol range where I'm going to be at today is 25 yards. So we'll see how that stuff does. Like I said, I do think it's going to be a little bit too crowded. I may be able to with the iPhone. Uh, right now I'm recording on the Ederol that I've got. Uh, but I may be able to, with the iPhone, get some pictures of how the site looks, looking down range, and I may even be able to get a little bit of video. We'll see how that works. I don't know whether it'll pick it up or not. If it does, I will go ahead and put that stuff up on the website and uh, and also maybe upload some of the videos to Facebook for you guys so you guys can check that stuff out. All right, I'm going to head inside and we'll update you as the adventure continues. All right, guys. Well, I am back at home. I've got the target with me. I had recorded some stuff outside the stores I was driving home, but the audio wasn't that great. It wasn't it wasn't too usable. So, I've got the I've got the target here with me in front of me, and what I'll do is I'll take some pictures of it and let you guys kind of see that. But first, let's talk about just generalities. So overall, what did I think of the experience? I actually really liked the red dot. I didn't have any trouble with finding it or picking it up. You definitely need to have some training. You definitely need to get used to it. But I think it's something that, for me, is going to be something that I really want to pursue does this mean 100% I'm going to be getting a red dot? I don't know. It's a strong possibility. But I'd like to explore it a little bit more and get some more time on the gun and actually get some more time maybe on some different type of guns and some different type of red dots, that type of thing. So like I said, in general, it's something that I th I'm almost positive that I'm going to do here eventually. Uh, I really liked the fact that when I came up on the target, I didn't have any any trouble picking up that red dot, and it didn't matter if it was close or far. I could, by looking at the the target, the the dot just sort of appeared for me. So I didn't I didn't have the problems that I had, you know, by trying to do the um, oh, like with with a with a blurry front front and rear sights type stuff. So. Uh, I, I think this may be kind of the, the solution for my particular problem. So uh, I, what I was shooting was a, a Springfield, and it had a Vortex red dot, which was fine. Um, I think, though, that it wasn't maybe dialed in for me, or I don't know, maybe I wasn't shooting it quite right. Uh, I will put up some pictures of the target 
it has the uh, the star, the circle, square, and triangle, and then the different colors. And there's 16 individual shapes. And what I did is I started with one and then went down, you know, two, three, four, and, and did some different things here and there. The first two rows, I stayed at seven yards. The second row, I was at 15. And then the, or the, excuse me, the, the third row, I was at 15. And then the last row, which would be 13, 14, 15, and 16, I think I was around like 20 or 25 I, I uh, on there. So, And then actually on target 14, I brought that back in a little bit closer and was able to get a little bit better thing. I still had to kind of walk it in. But anyway, all my shots on it were low, and I was really surprised the first couple of things that I did. I was low and a little bit off to the left, not too much. Uh, but definitely low. And I was having to, I would try and kind of walk the shots in. Now on, on number four, when you look at the pictures over on the Facebook listener page under Firearms Cafe, I have a pretty decent group. It's low. And on that one, what I tried to do was I, I thought, well, am I, am I really that off? And so I tried to kind of use the, the iron sights a little bit. But even with that, the way that the red dot was on there, and they didn't have suppressor sights on there, so you really couldn't you couldn't really use the sights. I mean, I could kind of use them. I shot a little low, but I had a good tight group. And so you guys will take a look at that. And most of my groups weren't, you know, super open. Um, they were uh, relatively decent. Uh, on, on, on target eight, I kind of had corrected for the height a little bit. And then I was trying to figure out, well, where would I need to aim to sort of get in there? Uh, and, and I was able to correct some of that stuff. Uh, but like I said, I would like to see one or shoot one where I know it's sort of dialed in or dialed in for me to where that, wherever I'm putting that red dot, that's where the, the bullet is going to be relatively close. So on the first two rows of the target, I stayed at the seven yards. And then I backed it up on the third row up to about 15. And then what I saw was it uh, the, the low problem and being a little off to the left really started opening up. And then when I tried to correct for it, it was still pretty low. And I think on... On the last one, on the 12, I was trying to hold it on the target and, or, and just to see where I was. And I don't even think I got on the paper. On the, th on the fourth and final row, I was trying to overcorrect on target 13, on shape 13. And I wasn't even on the paper. I went and pushed it back. And these were, I think, at 20 yards. On target 15, I, I, uh, or, or shape 15, I was actually hitting at the, around the 12. And then on target 16, uh, and then I moved it back, I think, to the furthest, which was 25, and I was shooting again at target 15, and I was way off, oh, probably a good, from the actual target, because I wanted to say, well, if I'm staying on, I was probably 14 inches off and to the left, low and to the left. So I was actually shooting under the eight and I had one, two, three, four, five. Again, my group was relatively small 
And that's why I think that the, the actual red dot just wasn't dialed in. I don't know if it's just a range gun and it's just all beat up. I actually also tried shooting at 16 and I don't even think I hit the paper on that. It was kind of like that same thing with, uh, with 12 again. I brought it back in and shot at purposely shot at target 14. And I think on that one, I shot, tried to shoot that a little bit more rapidly. And I was holding off uh, a little bit up and it's, it's an okay group. And again, that was at seven, but shooting a little bit faster. So like I said, I'll put some of those pictures on there and you guys can kind of at least see sort of what I did. So again, I like the experience of it. And I think that the money that I spent, which I think I said before was around like $40, was money well spent. And uh, I think it is something that long-term I probably will do an investment with. So, all right, I will, uh, I don't know when I'll get this stuff out. We shall see. Hopefully it'll be relatively soon. Um, but you know how that goes. So anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Or I guess I should say maybe if I'm dropping this in something, uh, back on with the show. Okay, now we've time warped again back to the first. So I haven't listened to the actual stuff. I just dropped it and I'm just going off of kind of memory. And I don't know if I talked about the uh, the guy that at the store that actually had a Trigicon on one of his pistols and he let me look through it and stuff like that. The long and short of it is it just kind of cements the fact that I need a little bit more time with a red dot on a pistol, but I'm almost a hundred percent sure I'm probably like that 99 percentile that I'm going to get something like that. It's just the, the pluses far outweigh any minuses. Now, as luck would have it, one of the listeners who lives out in Arizona way lives near me, has actually said that he would be willing to let me shoot his gun with a with a with his red dot on there. So hopefully here within the next week or so, our schedules can kind of mesh up. It, uh, the last couple of weeks it wasn't able to, and so hopefully I'm going to email him again, and, and uh, hopefully the offer is still good, and he and I can meet up, and then maybe he can give me some pointers and say, oh well, you were shooting this way because it you've got to make sure you do it this way. You know, who knows? I don't know. Cause I just don't have the experience yet, but it is something that once I get a couple of things sold, I'll, I will be able to have the money, I think to then get, uh, to get the ball rolling. And then I also, once I actually get the red dot and get a pistol on, you know, get it on the pistol that I want, I am going to try and see if I can't get some red dot classes up with uh, Suarez up in Prescott to drive up to Prescott is only a couple hours uh, from the Phoenix area. So it's not that big a deal to go up there for a class. So I think that's kind of going to maybe wrap it up on there. Uh, having had some time again, I, I don't want to kind of beat a dead horse with this, but having had some time that passed, I, I really like 
I like what the red dot offers me. It may be different for you, but for me, I think it's going to be something that's going to be a, uh, especially going forward, a real viable option for me. Now, one of the things, we'll switch subjects here a little bit. One of the things I talked about on the last show, at least I think it was, that I talked about on the last show, was that I, I would like to have, as you guys know, I have a HKVP9, their standard size. And I would like to see them come out with uh, a smaller version. And I talked about that I had seen you know, kind of on the internet that there was stuff saying that, oh, that in, that there it was a European leak supposedly of stuff that they were going to do and that eventually that the, the small, there was going to be a long slide, there was going to be a, a short version or a subcompact version that would be coming out to here, but I couldn't find anything. I talked to some other people, but they, it was, they were always kind of, it seemed like they were always kind of referencing that same thing. So today, I went and looked at the HK website, the U.S. website, and what they've got is a coming soon, an HK VP9 SK, which would be the short. So if you look at, if you look at the, um, what is it, the P, the the P30, they have a, they have a P30 SK, which basically if you look at, you know, if you look at the VP9 and you look at the, the full size P30, they're pretty much the same thing. They just put like a, you know, a striker slide on there, you know, to simplify everything. So I thought, well, it shouldn't be that much of a leap for them to come up with a VP9 in that, that compact package because they already have the P30SK, they already have the magazines for that because as you guys know that the, in the nine millimeter of that, the, that the P30 and both the VP9, you can interchange the magazines on them. So they would already have that. So anyway, looking at their website today, I see the VP9SK and they've got a coming soon. They've also got a OD, the VP9 and OD green coming soon. I don't see anything as far as a long slide version. I'm going to scroll down here. I don't really see anything that in the in the VP9 section. Now, having said this, it, of course it is April 1st. I don't know if they would if they would do that as kind of like an April Fool's Day prank. Um, I, I wouldn't put it past them. But uh, they do have, again, they have some photographs and stuff like that. So I hope it's true. I hope it's not an April Fool's Day thing. When When you look at some of the specs and the dimensions and things like that, again, uh, They've got that it's, you know, a, a, the, the magazine would be a 10 round, which would gel up with the, the, the P30 SK. So hopefully it's true. Uh, I, I would definitely like to maybe pick one of those up. 
uh, of course, on my long list of things to pick up. Price-wise, I'm sure it's going to be compatible, you know, with like kind of like a Glock 26. Maybe it'll be a little bit more, but probably not that much more. And again, it would make sense, and I, I think I talked about this a little bit, it would make sense that because the, for lack of a better term, we'll say that the gun industry and what that's going to encompass will be things like well how much how much are people buying now how much are are they are the gun companies how much are they motivated to put new product out to stimulate new sales if there's a if there's a lot of demand and they're selling everything that they got then there's really there's no need to push new new product out there because they're kind of selling everything that they're that they're making so from their perspective you know they don't really need to do anything However, now that Trump is in and we've seen kind of a lull in gun sales, we've heard, you know, kind of rumors and things like that of certain things are slowing down or they're pulling back production or they're doing this, they're doing that. So I think we're going to see some more stuff start to roll out. And looking at the pictures of the, of the VP9SK, it looks like it has a, there's one with a flush mount magazine. There's also one with a, it looks like it's got like a pinky extension on there. It does look like it has the, the same removable side panels, <clears throat> excuse me, and the back, the, the back strap so that you can kind of maybe fit that to you a little bit better. Like I said, I, I hope it's not a, <clears throat> Good heavens. Sorry about that. I hope it's not a uh, April Fool's Day prank. So I will I'll check back tomorrow and and see if it's uh, if it's still listed on there. Uh but like I said they do have a, a coming soon when you click on learn more or read more it just sort of gives you the uh the standard stuff uh Oh, and what I mean by standard you just get kind of like their little press release type thing. So, um, and I could read it, but it would probably bore the pants off. You basically say it's the eagerly anticipated subcompact model of the VP9, blah, blah, blah. Um, says all controls are ambidextrous. So it looks like they're going to have the paddle release, which I've gotten, actually, I've gotten used to. I quite like, I like it quite a bit. Um. They're giving you the stuff about the, you know, the barrel and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, so here it says they've even got like a part number. It says available configurations, blah, blah, blah. VP9 SK 9mm with one flat and one extended floor plate, 10 round magazine, MSRP 719, but it won't, it won't be that. And then they have another part, VP9 SK one flat and two extended floor plates. So I guess if you get an extra magazine, they're saying that's another hundred bucks. Note a 13 and 15 round extended magazines will be available in November of 2017 for these. Uh, huh. So I guess maybe they're giving you a plus, are they giving you a plus two? No, I don't. 
a 13 round and a 15 round extended magazine. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they'll have one that's designed a little bit more to where it looks, it looks better because right now, I mean, let's, let's say this is true. It'd be very similar to the Glock 26. You could take a Glock 19 magazine and just, you know, it pops right in and it works. So I don't know, maybe anyway, well, if it is a prank, they're doing a good job, but hopefully it's not. So I think I have rambled on long enough. So I'll, I'll, uh, Repeat the contact info. I know sometimes I just say it up at the front and uh, sometimes it's nice to hear it at the end in case you're like, well, how would I send stuff in? So if you want to contact me, you can do with the voicemail, which is uh, 206-745-2731. You can also send in a voice recording or an email to firearmscafe at gmail.com. All right, my friends, I will talk to you next time. Here we go.